You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You push play and they'll push the limits. Boy, time here, and we are back with another episode of Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast. Ooh, the boys are back in town. Boys are back in town. <laughs> no, 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 you didn't. No, you didn't welcome us back like that after all that trash you talked last week. Last <laughs> I, week I, I, I do have some feedback too. Uh-oh. I, I go, heard go from about three or four people that said, "Please never allow alone time again." Ooh. And one of them want me to mention his name. He said, anytime that time wants to talk about LeBron, Tom is muting him. <laughs> he wants a mute, an instant mute when LeBron comes up. So uh, you yes. had a lot of negative feedback from the alone time. So that, not, not, not only that, though, Tom, I didn't even listen to after you say, hey, if you don't want to listen to this. And I was like, oh, he must, he's about to say something good. And when you started with LeBron, I, I turned it off. <laughs> so I don't know what you said after that, but I knew uh-huh. it was probably a lot about LeBron. Well, you know, I had to take I had to take that time to be able to you know, talk about LeBron without being interrupted by Tom Fullery. Tom <laughs> being the key word, Fullery <laughs> trying to meet me. And uh, no, but it was fun. And it's funny because after I finished, Cynthia was like. You feel good about yourself? You feel good? You got to talk about LeBron with nobody talking back. Because, <laughs> hey, don't get it twisted. She's like, the, she's, she's, she's number two on the, the hater list. Uh, <laughs> right behind my boy, Standrews. Uh, no, nah, he's not a hater. But, but did y'all, did, did y'all, either of y'all listen to the second topic? I really wanted to ask y'all's opinion on that. We did not get to the second topic. I did not get to the second topic. That's I how I really know y'all didn't listen to you it. You should have went to the second topic first, and then yeah, everybody got yes. turned off. It was yeah. only 15 minutes long. Y'all could have, y'all could see, that's how I know y'all don't support the podcast. Yes, we do. <laughs> we just don't support you talking about uh, LeBron. We so, don't support that. Real quick, let me give y'all what it was about. So I was talking about how I watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer last week. And, you know, you're sitting there. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. Old Buffy the yeah, Vampire old Buffy. Slayer or new old Buffy. Buffy the... Old Buffy with Sarah okay. Michelle Gellar. Ooh, okay, okay. And we're sitting there watching it, and, you know, I'm like, God, dog, what Buffy is fine to the thing. But then in the show, they're like, she mentioned, she makes a line where it's like, yeah, and we're only 16. And I'm like, now, as a 34-year-old man, even though Buffy was, you know, 16 when I was 12, uh, are we allowed to look at Buffy and think that she's attractive? Or is that weird now that we're older and that character is still 16? What, what, what do you think? Because, you know, all, so, these char- all these characters that were like our girl crushes back in the day, Kelly Kapowski. Can we look at Kelly Kapowski and be like, ooh, I love okay. Kelly because she's high school. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, what is it? You know, because that's a funny phenomenon. Like, they, they don't age. We do. <laughs> so. It's funny that you say that. I, I didn't listen to that part of the podcast because, again, I couldn't make it through that LeBron uh, love fest that you had going on at the time. But uh, I had a similar conversation about this very topic. And um, I... <laughs> I, I'm going to let you go, Gary, because I'm going to be long. I'm gonna you don't even know go. what to say. Got it. No, no, no. So, no, I know what to say, but I'm going to let you go because mine's going to be long. So, like you said, I think, it, I think it's timeless. I think 
it just brings you back to your days when you were a kid when you first watched the show. So I don't think there's anything wrong with it. And plus, a lot of the times the kid, the actors or actresses that are playing those characters are older than what the age they say they are. So you also have to take that into account. Like I'm pretty sure Sarah Michelle Gellar was not 16 when she filmed it. She was probably in her oh, early no 20s. no way in hell she so, was 16. So I'm saying like you got to take that into account too, not just the character itself. But also, like you said, when you were a kid, you were 12. She was 16 on the show. I don't think the same thing with Kelly Kapowski. You can still look back at the age now because it just brings you back to when you were as a kid and what your feelings were at that time. And hey, she's still, she's still attractive. It's not like you'd have any opportunity with it. It's just for just talking about something. So so now I'll tell you the conversation that I had. So we're we're watching The Greatest Showman. And we've watched The Greatest Showman a hundred times, right? We're sitting here watching it and I actually noticed Zendaya and I was like, man, Zendaya is very attractive. And I go, whoa, 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 hold on. How old is she? And they go, well, why? I was like, because if she's not of age, I'm going to say that she's going to be hot when she gets older. But if she's of age, I'm going to let you know that she's hot right now. So it's it's very interesting, the dynamic of what just age does. So with that being said, whenever we go out of the country, Gary can attest to this as well. People that watch American shows, when they see us, expect us to be in like college or something because we have people, older people that play young kids in shows. So they just assume that this is what we look like when we're in high school and college. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny. They was like, oh, you guys are so much older. Like you look older on TV, but they don't understand that they're older characters playing those 16 and 17 year old characters. So again, it's interesting. It's a, it's an interesting dynamic because depending on what crowd you around, they'll take it the wrong way. And all you're simply trying to do is give a respectable comment, you know, like a assessment or whatever. Like, like a prime example, if you watch stranger things, one of the characters is 30 years old. That's playing a high school kid. One of the guys. Right. So it is, that's how it works. And then they make them look the way they need to be. But that's how, that's how acting and act, how actors and actresses work. It's, you have to do that for the roles. And I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Like, as long as it's a good product put out. So all that to say is you guys don't have any problem with. Uh, no. <laughs> that's because, you know, it's funny because you just think about that. It didn't click in my mind. Until she's like, we're 16. I'm like, wait a second. Like, but, but yeah, that's that's essentially that's where I landed. It was like, you know, I said, this is my 16 year old uh, kid that's uh, in love with Sarah Michelle Geller. It's not me, you know. Yes. <laughs> but but that's the thing though, and and that's what I find funny too, because like I know how old that's so Raven is. I, I I'll use that's so Raven as an example. Like Raven Simone is an adult. If I'm watching That's So Raven and I make the comment like, "Ooh boy, I man, I'm telling you, I, am I am is that am I in a bad place because I maybe I'm talking about her right now like obviously if I I've aged with her." So you see what I'm saying? So if I've right. aged with her and I go back and I watch that show and I see it, then the, I, I that's what I'm saying, that's what you're saying, right time. Like I aged with her. So right. because I age with her, then I should be able to say she's hot even in her younger age because it's like us looking at baby pictures. 
Right. Correct. If we were dating and we looked at baby pictures, like, oh, you was a little hot. Like when you were younger, like, oh, yeah, I would have dated. You know, we all have those jokes and stuff. Like, I don't walk right past you. I wouldn't have said nothing to you. Like, so it just, it just it depends on, you see what I'm saying? Like, it depends right. on what manner or what taste you do it. Right. Okay. Well, um, well I, I'm glad to see that you guys don't support me. Uh, no, not at all. <laughs> Well, if you would have had a legit conversation about actual something reasonable, yes. and we probably we would have, but you didn't even listen to it. How do you know? This is this is what we, I think I is heard crazy. feedback already. <laughs> this, this is what I think is crazy. Out of that fifteen minutes, don't say nothing at all, Tom. Out of that fifteen minutes of podcast, Gary, how much of that time you think he spent talking about LeBron? Twelve minutes. That's why I didn't listen to him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey! It, you know, it's, it's you got it. You got to take your shots when you got the t- the chance. No, but uh, so speaking of last weekend, can y'all boys tell us a little bit about what you were up to, or or is it is it on the hush hush? I told everybody. No, I, I, told her, hush, I told everybody you ghosted me. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you, you want to go, Gary? What do you what do you? Oh, I, I I'll, I'll just break it down a little bit. So uh, we went. Uh, looking for air quotes, ghost air quotes. Uh, and uh, oh, I didn't experience anything, but we're going to, we're going to release some of, you'll see the footage of it uh, in the near future. That's what yes. I will say. I'm not yeah. going to, I'm not going to dive into because if you're going to see the footage, I don't want to give anything away, but yeah. you will see that footage uh, rather soon. And I <laughs> just put it this way. I will say you heard, uh, yelling and then you heard uh d'angelo's voice from quite a distance away (laughs) so i will say that (laughs) remember he's not in the location he's watching the video camera yeah so uh it will be interesting uh there will be stuff to come so just be on the lookout for we'll keep you posted we'll keep you updated that was was last weekend i want to get this weekend because we didn't do anything this weekend though what? Yes, we did. Look, I, let me tell you guys something, man. I I can't make this up. I, I I think the best way to explain us is cinnamon and sugar, but also yin and yang. Like it is absolutely unbelievable. Do you? I, we all have those friends. We got to. And in time, I want you to name it after I finish talking about it. We always have those friends that are really good friends. But when it's time to pick the teams, they don't want to be on your team. They want to go against you. Always want to go against you, and they want to beat you. But they, you're best of friends. Like, it doesn't matter what you do. Like, we can go out and we can have, like, a who can drink the most water competition. And Gary will always want to create his own team. He don't ever want to be on my team, ever, at all. He always want to go against me. And I have no idea when this start. I don't know. I don't know if it's always been this way. Or what, but whatever, even if I'm doing something on my own, we he don't ever come in and say, hey, you know, I hope you do great. It's going to be okay. There's never none of that. Like, man, you can do it. Oh, man, you got this. It's always like, man, you ain't going to make it. I, I so, know gonna, it just ain't going to happen. Like, so, so let me clarify <laughs> this. So the reason why I always want to go against D'Angelo in the competition is because Every I, my, because my back starts hurting when I have to carry him all the time. Because if you watch the amazing race, I'm having to carry him. <laughs> there. 
you know, it just gets old. If you watch Cinnamon vs. Sugar, I, I dominated him in that. So I just get very tired of having to carry the team. So I'd rather just go against him because I don't have to do that. And he'll I can just turn. Be- it's his heel turn. It's his heel turn. Make sure we date this time. Make sure we date this. And then, of it's course, I can't root for him. Turn. He wouldn't root for me if I was playing. He didn't root for me when I was on the Browns playing against him. No, I didn't. So, like, come on, Al. We want to beat each other. Like, that's what it is. It's, yeah. That's what you want to do your friends. Like, and I know I have friends that always want to play. Hey, let's play a team game on video game. No, I want to play against you. I want to beat you. I don't want to play on your team. Like. I'm I'm too like again. This is a competitive nature. I want to beat my friends that I'm close with because I want to. Just that's just that's the competitive. Yeah, but isn't there, isn't there a level of you that likes like whooping other people with your friends? Well, you I'll do that too, but I don't want to do that every day, <laughs> bro. I'm telling you, right? I don't give a damn what it is. Like we could show up, we could show up with 23 dudes, and it's 24 dudes on the team. McGarry start his own team. Instead of picking up another person, he'll just start a whole nother team. Like, hey, we we'll play against each other. Like, now nah, here you was counted on one of mine. Like, I, I don't want to do that. Let's just do something else. But Tom, I want you to tell me the name of the friend that you have that's just like Gary. That he don't ever want to be on your team. He always want to play against you, and then claim that he love you. You know, I'm not gonna lie. I don't. I don't know if I have a friend like that because. I, all of us grew up like playing on the same teams together and so we like enjoy being on the same team and whooping you know if we if we do end up playing against each other we're competitive and we'll go at each other but we've always enjoyed you know uh squatting up and taking on the other people so that uh, gary's a one of the kind on that well no because what i think it is for me it's now you have those bragging rights of your friends <laughs> that's what it is everybody wants those bragging rights especially towards your friends now you have it when you beat your friend. And they can't say anything. Uh, like, I won cinnamon and sugar. If you go back and look at the tally, I won. Look, I have bragging look. rights right now. Until but he, but he, there's, he, some, there's some technicalities on that where I think that you – Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Tom. The final has me winning, so I have I, bragging I'm gonna rights. I'm going to tell you what makes it even worse, though. This is what makes it even worse about Gary. And, and this is – I'm learning more and more as I sit back and watch him because, we, you know, when you sit back and you got time to think and – you got time to break down certain things. You find out when Gary would be like, "Hey, man, let's have a friendly game." There's no friendly game. Everything oh, is never. damn serious. He playing like hard. Lose. I'm talking about he losing. playing hard, Tom. Like he, I, it, it don't matter if you a kid, adult. He dunking on kids, bro. I'm like, come on, Gary, you tripping, All right, bro? Do I need to bring up you just dominating kids in horse? <laughs> like you're not letting them win in horse. I'm the same no, way. I'm not gonna lose. The, I hate that's losing. Anything, though, Gary? Yeah. In anything. I, I I'm a sore loser. I'm not afraid to admit that. I hate to lose. Oh, bro. So yeah, this weekend was absolutely amazing. I'm gonna let Gary kick off this weekend and what we did because he was the host. So I didn't really do much. Uh, laid around, played video games. You know my normal. No. Uh, so I had to be up at five o'clock. <laughs> oh God. The things I do. <laughs> So early, you know. I don't. I haven't seen a five o'clock. I don't know. I don't. Maybe when I was traveling on a plane, I don't see five o'clock. Five o'clock's way too early. Um, I was about to say, if anything, you see five o'clock the other way as you're going to bed, right? yes. <laughs> not getting up. But uh, so we had the diathlon. So 
I am the host of the Diathlon. It is a uh, 5K and then a 20-mile, 34-mile, or a 53-mile bike ride. I am not doing that. And uh, all of it goes to the D'Angelo Williams cha- uh, Charity Foundation, and it's for breast cancer. And uh, it was a good event. We had a huge turnout. It got really, really hot. Um, and it was really frustrating to watch D sit down and talk while I'm packing everything up. Um <laughs> But no, it was a good event. I think uh, we had a great turnout. Uh, I do have a little issue with how it's uh, graded for teams. Uh, D'Angelo's hold, hold team on, one. Hold on before you said it. Hold on before you okay. said it. I, I want everybody to know that in this foundation, um, uh, this this event put on by the foundation had nothing to do with me. I was a participant so much that I let my wife know that the day before I wore a volunteer shirt because I was a volunteer the day before I stayed up. I did everything that I was supposed to do. I, I, I put water where it was supposed to be. I put up tents. I did everything that I was supposed to do. Even got up that morning as a participant. I, um, I went in and, uh, helped a little bit, helped a little bit, put up tents and stuff, water. Like I said, you know, I put up inflatables the day before out there, sweating all my hard-earned hydration up so I can be ready for the event. I did everything I was supposed to do. After the event, I had already told myself, I ain't doing nothing. In fact, my words were when I crossed the finish line to myself in my head is, I ain't doing shit. I, from here on out, I'm going to sit down underneath this tent. I'm going to get me something to eat and something to drink, and I'm going to take all this in as a participant because this entire time, Gary has had his feet up at the house, air conditioning on, watching his iPad and certain Netflix shows and uh, Peacock shows and all that on this his streaming devices while I was out there sweating out all my hard on hydration. But yeah, go ahead. You go so ahead so he acts like me watching his four kids isn't a job either. <laughs> I'm having to do that while he's over there doing that stuff, too. He's out on bike rides, you know, just living it up. And I'm over here babysitting. So Right. Uh, he's having fun out here while you're yeah, having a babysitting. Exactly. Okay, and then now he's trying to take that credit of him setting things up. Get out of here, that nonsense. Hold but on, uh, so Is that what you're trying to say? You know what? I'm going I'm to let you go ahead and have it. Go, go ahead, Gary. I'll let you finish. But no. So what, what, was your, what, what was hey, your problem in the quick, team? Dean, real quick, we do want to thank you for turning that light on. Now you don't look like an anonymous anonymous person trying to stay uh, in the shadows. <laughs> wow. We couldn't bro. see you because you're terrible lighting, D. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I so so as a result of the the diathlon, you know, we had a lot of visitors and stuff like that. So everything's not in its place as its normal place. So I'm just I'm making it all work out, <laughs> I, and I still love how each week I feel like there's a new uh, toy in the back. So 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 this is what this is what's going on, Tom, and I, I'm gonna let all our listeners know and the ones that view us on YouTube and stuff. This background is gonna change. So my youngest daughter is moving into this room, and then they're moving the office downstairs. So I'll be downstairs. So it'll be a new setting in the background. It's gonna be a pretty cool background if finally. I'm able to pull it off. Say what? Finally. finally. <laughs> yeah, it's maybe we'll cool. maybe we'll get a straight picture in the background. Wow! Oh, never wow. Let that I have made that comment forever. You sure. have been. You I have think been. it's been moved now, so I don't think it's the same picture now. It's 
<laughs> it looks straighter now. But I don't know. That that dollhouse could be throwing it off. I can't see. Right. If I said the dollhouse is probably leaning a little bit, so it's making yeah. it seem like it. <laughs> Uh, but no, so what was so, the what was the problem in the so team? I have a problem with the way D'Angelo and I'm I'm sorry I'm, I I hate myself for using this name but I'm gonna have to use it during this. Uh, D'Angelo's team won the overall whatever. So it is the Predators. Uh, so how many people? Thank you. Time. Bro. How Thank many you, people? Dear. Thank you, you so much, bro. Team Compared to the other teams, just give me numbers. Uh, I'm gonna say they probably had like nine. So I like that. Yeah, one of the teams had like eleven people. So you wonder how many the Predators who won had? They had forty-eight people. Oh god! <laughs> hey, I, look, 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 look! Like forty-eight people. I'm telling you. If you, you don't right. win. Wait, we so are how, the, how do you win? Your we, whole are team the 40, to... we, we are the 49ers so, of the 80s, okay? We, so, we win a lot, which is what we do. How do you win? So how it all works is it's it's they have segments. So they have segments where they have a time segment where you, you try to go a sprint through on the bike and you get a time, and then they measure all those times, and then they measure your 5K as well. So that way it, it gets all added together, and that's where they come up with the top times for the teams and then you get points based on where you finished. And then the the belt is presented to the team that won. So the Predators won all three years. Every year the Predators team's gotten bigger and this is where I this is where I'm gonna hate myself. He has turned into LeBron. He is poaching <laughs> players from other teams to join the Predators. <laughs> That's literally what he's He's recruited like nine players nine people that were winning for the other teams. He's recruiting to his team. So that way he can keep winning. Like yeah. it's outrageous. <laughs> what we need to do, it looks like. Well, and you know, honestly, I think having more people in that situation could be a disadvantage. All you need to do is find four or five ringers that can that can because you he, average he has the ringers on his team. I got to get him to defend. He's got he's got the local ringers. We got to get we got to get the. Well, got, the thing is, he has one ringer that raced on the Tour de France. Like <laughs> nobody has a chance. All right, so sounds like we need to call in Lance Armstrong. We might have to. We might have to use his, his contact to reach out to Lance because it's outrageous. I, I had recommended that they break it into groups of 12, and I even told the Predators team, I'm like, hey, y'all need to defect from D'Angelo because he takes all of y'all's credit. He doesn't even – he barely comes in the top 10 of his team, and he's taking the credit for the other eight people, nine people that, that won it for them. And he's over here thinking like he won it, and he's taking all that crap. I'm trying to get them to defect and make it teams of 12. So we can have multiple teams, 48, 49, 48, 49, 48, 49 people on a team, and everybody else has like 10 or 11. That's outrageous. Hey, hey I, I'm telling you, man, winning solves problems, man. They saw that we won it two years in a row. They knew and nobody else had a chance, and they did it. They pulled the KD, and they came to Golden State, baby. That's what happened. I get it. I well, understand. There, I think what you need to do next year is the Athlon, they got to set a team limit. And if no, there's got to be a no, Predator no, 1, no. Predator 2, Predator I 3, like Predator that. 4. And D'Angelo's no. on Predator 4, and Harkey and Flynn are not allowed to be on that team. Oh. <laughs> what? Ah, that is- <laughs> Honestly, I think Harkey, Flynn, and D should be their own no, team. But they have in a next competition. That's what? Right. Have a captain. Have a, hey, have a draft. Have a captain and pick uh, the Predators. The Predators have to do it their own fancy draft. 
Yeah. <laughs> and then and then we'll really hey, because here's the thing. That's gonna make it more fun for everybody because now there's actual competition. It was actual competition then. What are you talking about, man? What are you talking about? Not only was it actual competition, man, it was beautiful. Gary just want to see me oh, lose. I do, I do want to give not... one shout out, though. I do want to give one shout out. I do want to give out one shout out to this 15-year-old kid man. who biked the 53, one... ran the 5K, and he had the best times combined of everybody Yes. at 15 years old. Yeah, he was outrageous. He's a yeah, he's a monster. But he was not on the Predators until next year. Now, now yeah. the funny thing is, D walked up to him and said, Hey, you want to go to Predators? He's like, Viva Velos for life because his dad's on the other team. Uh, it so, crushed like, me, too. But I mean, I, I feel like I could get him, though. I, I just got to see what he's into, and then we could just <laughs> go from there. Gary, that sounds like that sounds like everybody the got a price. That sounds like the foundation for our team next year, and we need to come together and see. So, really, D'Angelo, you know, he's kind of like, He's like me, uh, the Boston Celtics. You know, all the old heads that come together because they know they can't beat the young bucks coming up no. by himself, and so they got to come together. No, we I'm, we got I'm not LeBron that, right not there. I'm not that at all. I'm <laughs> D, D is the Brian Scalabrini I'm of his team. T- I'm going to tell you exactly <laughs> who I am. I am the Nick Fury of the Avengers. Nobody knows what kind of powers Nick Fury had. We don't even know if he's really a superhero, but we know that some bitch know how to recruit. He definitely know how to recruit. I am one of those, man, that I sit back, and when I see talent, I go after it, okay? And just because Gary Gary can't see talent, he don't know talent in this profession. <laughs> he just wants somebody to beat us, okay? And it's not going to happen. I like all these ideas that you're throwing don't out. Don't worry. I'm working on it, Ty. Hey, I know you it. are. That's what's sad. I'm going to work it on the side. I'm saying, I'm gonna... imagine, imagine how fun that could be. That could be an added element next year, too, where you get together early, you know, somewhere, and you do a live draft of the Predators, splitting everybody up. You got your four captains. Right. And then, and then, I mean, y'all can still say that y'all won overall if y'all do win. But then but have a competition. Right. Have a comp. But do it like Predator 1, or or like name them after the different Predator movies. You know, like. The Prey. (laughs) Prey. Predators. Right. I don't like y'all idea. And then what, Gary... Me and Gary, we're gonna go approach that youngster and create an alien team. To get- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're gonna change Viva Velos to the aliens. Right. Yeah. I, I I have to give a shout out to everybody, man, that came out to the Diathlon. It was awesome. It was really, it was amazing, man. It was so much fun. So this is this is what gets me, time. I I knew that I was in trouble with Gary when he took on this role as the host. He's a lifetime host of the Athlon. Okay. So we we have we have to put up with Gary's different spins that he liked to put on the event. So this year he decided to do motivational quotes, and one of his motivational really quotes got to me. And I want to specifically talk about this one. Oh, before quote. before you do, can I can I explain? I'm not going to tell him what it is. So go ahead, go ahead. So obviously I put motivational quotes. I also come up with questions that people have to answer. So. We had, last year we did movie posters. This year we did video game. Uh, I guess the front poster of what the video game is, and then, and then we have questions based off of that that they have to answer as soon as they cross the finish line. So like you're gonna see that, and you're also gonna see my quotes. And they were just motivation. I'm trying to push you, make sure you feel good getting through and get through to the finish line because it's tough out there. And there's there's only a certain number of quotes on the 20, certain number on the 34, and then everybody. 
that does a 53 sees all of them. So it, he's going to complain about them, but they really pushed people. People really enjoyed it. A lot of people came up to me and talked about them. Uh, and uh, so I'm going to let you have it now, but it was it was a good time. I'll always have some more quotes for him. So, so we, we run the 5K, and we get on the bike. And as we get on the bike, we get about maybe 30-some miles. And I've seen a few of his signs, and, I, you know, I chuckled a little bit. But, again, I told you this sign, this particular sign at this particular time bothered me. And he had it in the right position. I don't know if he put this sign there himself because he knew that this was going to be that particular, or by coincidence it ended up there. By any chance, it was there. So I'm at mile, like, I think 37. I'm hurting. I've ran one time all year, and I just ran a 5K, and which was this weekend. This will be my second time. So I suffered the entire time on the run and getting on the bike to continue the suffering so about mile 37, I'm like, man, I'm going through that process of like I'm tired of pedaling. I'm tired of breathing hard. I got a little bit of water left in my water bottle, and I'm hoping that somebody have a mechanical or a flat or something slow us down so we could take some type of break. And I look up, and I see this sign, and the sign says, I'm drinking a lemonade right now. What are you doing, Gary? Piss me off. <laughs> but Tom, is that not motivational to get you back and get some lemonade? Right. Right. Hey, knowing, knowing that that's the, the – D, I don't see what's wrong with that. What, this, what type of motivation is that? Normally, you know, it's inspiring motivation. Like, oh, you got this. You know, things are going to get tough, but you're stronger than the toughness that you get put I, through. I did get one of those. I said only 34 miles left to go. Yeah, you said that. No, it, it's your tone. We all heard your tone. <laughs> well, I, so the two that I got the most comments about was uh, how how your legs feel, and then it's hot outside. <laughs> I, those are the two I got the most, and I, and they're like, I was so mad at you. I'm like, but it made you want to get to me quicker, right? <laughs> no, so it's it motivation <laughs> to push to get to me because you want to express your frustration with me and what about the sign so i think people got better times because of it and you're welcome oh wow. next year and next year you need to put up a sign that says uh why are you still going the predators are going to win anyways that's what you that's what you need to put up there that's what you need to put up there facts facts so 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 d did you so you raise money for your foundation and uh we raise we raise money for the foundation we raised over seventy five thousand dollars for the foundation, so it was incredible. Uh, wow. and, and the money that we raised go right back into the community. So we gave 106 mammograms simultaneously with the event. So it was the foundation dollars or the community dollars working right now, and it goes right back into local community. And that's what it's all about. Uh, I do want to dig at D one more time before we move uh -oh. to the next topic. Uh, <laughs> time how many questions do you think d got there was eight of them so eight game posters how many do you think he got right and now for your team you get two points per correct question how many questions do you think he got right uh because i d, d d d don't strike me as the type of person that's gonna be uh focused on i'm gonna say i'm gonna say he got three 
Ooh. Oh, so you were very, you were very lean. He got one. Very <laughs> optimistic. Very optimistic. I like you though, bro. I appreciate that though, Tom. I'm trying to give you some. Extra. I appreciate that. I, you know what's funny? I, I had a number. And I went higher. My original number was two. I, I was like, that's still go. high. That's still high. So my goal every year is I don't want anybody to get any right. That's oh, my goal bro. on the questions. And I think somebody got five. I think was the highest. Yeah. So I think five was the highest. What are the questions? Give so I'll right. give them to you. You don't even have to see the poster. You still may get them. Oh, okay. okay, so first one. Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. What game system was it on? Nintendo, Nintendo 64, or Nintendo Wii? Now, on the movie poster, on the game poster, it shows you the logo of the system in the corner. Yeah, I have no clue. I'd be guessing. Okay, well, they guessed a lot of them. Uh, on uh, What Tetris, is it? What is it? It is, it is N64. Okay. Tetris. It says from blank with love or with fun. Uh, fr- from blank with fun. And it's Japan, Taiwan, or Russia? Japan. Correct answer is Russia. Oh. I that one wrong. I know it got me because you, you think it's an Asian influence. Right. right. But two of them in a row. So that yeah. way you would right. pick one of those. Um, and then it was um, in Donkey Kong, the original Donkey Kong with Mario and all that stuff. What color is Mario's suit he's wearing? Is it red, blue, or yellow? And Donkey Kong? Mm-hmm. The original? Uh, yellow. It is blue. Dang it. <laughs> Welcome to the club. <laughs> Welcome to the club. In, in the golden NBA Jam logo, what okay. color is NBA Jam? Is it red, orange, or gold? Red. And you did the same thing, and you, you did were the same thing. Tired. Everybody I did. You the answer in the question. I said yeah. in the golden NBA logo. Right. I thought that was too obvious. But that's that I was, it was I did that on purpose. I thought it was too. So people missed it. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> but because because there, there was no there was a hard it was, that one was a hard one to create a question. So on the Oregon Trail, which you're not going to get this one because you had to see the poster. It says, "What did you die of? Dysentery, uh, infection, or uh, starvation?" Okay, yeah. So there's dysentery. Dysentery was the correct answer, but because that's usually what Oregon Trail is is with. Uh, and then there was the original Mario, Mario One. Right. And it was what are the color of the blocks in the background? Blue, red, or brown? Of the blocks in the background? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that like you hit? Yeah, blue, red, or brown? Brown. They're blue because it's the under under and the first one it's when he's in the second level when he's underground underground mm-hmm. or whatever. Oh, it See? was the poster. Yeah. yeah. Oh, because there are brown ones in there. Yeah, but that's why uh, I did that. I make think because you see on the poster it uh, shows yeah. the color. Hey, oh, uh, he good. He hey, he good, Ty. He good. <laughs> like it's, the, but see, this is the this is the best part about it though, <clears throat> and this is what I love because last year we did points instead of doing points. Now we'll give you raffle tickets. And every every question you get right, you get a raffle ticket. That raffle ticket go in, and you win a big ticket prize at the end. So it's going to be pretty awesome. Yeah, that's going to be instituted for next year. Yeah, that's twenty twenty three. We're changing that a little bit, so it's going to be better. So people are more into into the signs because yeah. some people because some team, people aren't on team, so they don't really care about it. But yeah. I think with a a big gift at the end, people are going to want to uh-huh. answer yeah, the questions right. And that just means it's going to be harder for them. And you know what? This kind of makes me feel like you need to set up 
I know you already got the decathlon. You keep doing that. But I think cinnamon and sugar need to come together and put on an amazing race uh, fundraiser where you guys create an amazing race around the city or something. You know, because you already got some elements right there with the with the puzzles and the thing. And now that you guys have been on the amazing race, I think that could be a fun uh, challenge. Well, I think we would do it in a scavenger hunt for for well, yeah, It's essentially the same thing. Yeah, we've already we were already doing scavenger hunts for the WrestleMania. That's how we met you. Oh, this so like gonna, we already have a little background in that. Uh, this this is gonna be a good one. You left this one out, Gary. Oh. On the Mike Tyson punch out poster, how many exclamation points are in the game title? One, two, or three? Two. Two is correct. Two is correct. Was that a shot in the dark, or did you know that? Uh, I was trying to look at the. I've, I've seen the poster, and I was trying to look back in mine. <laughs> but I mean, I got a thirty-three percent chance. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, but but that's what I'm saying, though. Th- those were the questions. So they're they're easy, light questions. They're really easy if you're you're very in tune with the signs and you're able. To, you got a really good memory because you got to understand you're you just did a five k. And you have to remember these signs over however long it takes you to do these 53 miles. So what you now have to do is you got to strategize. You can go slow, look at every sign, and get it all right, but then it costs you on time. So there's a you got to find that sweet spot. And once you find that sweet spot, man, you got it under control. Or you can have 50 team members and you can let uh, 20 of them study the signs and the other 28 go for good times. Exactly. And that's that's exactly what we did. And still nobody got me. (laughs) Strategy, baby. Lord have mercy. Go ahead. D, I'm about to say, I know you've been out for a couple weeks, so did you want to bring in our first topic or... I, what do you mean? I've been out for a couple of weeks. What, what is that supposed to be? A week. A week. <laughs> I mean, I was going to say a couple weeks. You're the only one that misses a couple weeks. Well, yeah, yeah, you're yeah, the only I one. Yeah. Do <laughs> um, I, I do have this question. Um, and I, <laughs> you guys are going to love this. I, I, I do have a topic. I want to switch gears and I want to go football real quick because I heard something that kind of bothered me. So, Cam Newton. <laughs> Um, do you think Cam Newton is a starting quarterback in the National Football League right now, Gary? Just yes or no? No. Do you think Cam Newton is a starting quarterback in the National Football League right now, Tom? Uh, currently, he does not have a position as a starting quarterback, no. <laughs> as a Panther fan, he's not going to give you a real answer. Okay. So, I, as I've, I've, I've seen this narrative across the, 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 the league, other players – uh, we've seen some analysts come out and said commentators, uh, some coaches, in terms of you know him coming in and being a role player. Correct? We've, we we yes. all agree with that. You agree with that, Tom? Right. Yeah, I can see that. Okay. Okay. So now, now this one bothered me. This this really bothered me to the point where I, I needed to talk about this. So I'm thumbing through, you know, uh, you know, NFL, the sports section of the the Wall Street Journal. <laughs> And I bump across a coach that says Joe Flacco is a starting quarterback in this league. That's all that. I need y'all to help me make it make sense. Somebody help me understand. So you're telling me, I, and, and I, I really want to hear this from y'all because it, it doesn't make sense to me. A coach from a team 
said that Joe Flacco is a starting quarterback in this league. I just want y'all to make it make sense. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. It's the same. It's the same aspect. Like I think, like people can you can say, like, oh, they have Davis Millis in the Texans, but he hasn't been given a chance. You don't know if he's gonna. He did decent last year, so like you can't say, oh, he could start over him. We don't know what this guy has. They want to find out. You could say in Seattle with Drew Locke or Geno Smith, but I would put him on the same level as those type of players in this type in his in this type of his career right now. He's in that same level. I wouldn't say he's better or worse. I think he's on the same playing field, and they have two of them. So why would they do that? I don't know other teams. I can't think of other teams that he would start over anybody that's even there. Like a lot of them are building from young guys. They're trying to like. The Bears have Justin Fields. They're seeing what they have with him. They drafted him. So a lot of them are, a lot of the NFL nowadays is throwing their young guys in the, into the fire. Hey, you're learning on the fly, and we're expecting big things. That's what they're doing now versus letting sit. And uh, unless you're Carolina, then you traded for Baker, and you're going to ride with Sam Darnold or Baker. Uh, but I think Flacco's not going to be a start. I think he's in the right position where he is. He's a backup. He's a serviceable backup who, if the starter goes down, he can come in and manage the game and possibly get you a win or two. Same with Jacoby Brissett. He's the same type of player. I don't think Jacoby Brissett's a starter in the league. I think he's a, a legit great backup, just like the guy we play with, Matt Moore. Lifetime yeah. backup. He was never really a full starter, but he was a great backup. So when I got hurt, he'd come in, win you three or four games, go back to the bench when the starter comes back. And that's what you need. I don't know if those guys can consistently win on an every week level as a starter because they're not that they're not as talented anymore or they don't have that that it piece that the starters have. That's why the starters are starting. Okay. So I, I I'm gonna make it make sense for a lot of people in terms of I, I at the height of Joe Flacco's career, I still don't think that he was a starting quarterback in the National Football League, and I'm going to tell you why. Here. Defense. Uh, I, I, I'm going to tell you why. And this is why, and I'll tell you what the difference is on a starting quarterback in this league and a serviceable backup quarterback in this league. The reason why you're a starter in this league is because you never peak. Every game, game in and game out, you show a defense something different, and they have to plan for you the entire year. Every game, they have to plan for something different or a wrinkle or something that you throw in, and they never figure you out. But when he said that a serviceable quarterback come in and they can win you three games, it takes three to five games before defense figure you out. And once they figure you out and you don't have anything different, then you are now losing football games because you've already peaked. Starting quarterbacks in this league don't peak during the year at all. They keep getting better and better and better. And when I say better, I'm talking about in different aspects of their game. Uh, game one, I may have to throw the ball down the field. So now I have 600 yards of receiving or, or, or passing, right? The next game, I can't do that because this defense is not designed that way. So now I got to throw check downs. Now I'm throwing check downs all the time, but I'm really good in that area of throwing checks down. You see what I'm saying? I'm showing you something different every game. Well, when, when he says a serviceable quarterback, when we talk about a Joe Flacco, when we talk about a serviceable quarterback, when we talk about uh, Bursett, we're talking about these things. They don't have that ability yet, and I'm sure they have it in there somewhere to come with a different game plan and establish that on the run 
every game. You see what I'm saying? That's what we mean by a serviceable quarterback, Joe Flacco, versus a starting quarterback in this league and Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady because they continue to wow us every year with something different in the Mahomes and the, uh, unfortunately, Josh Allen. Yeah, and the thing is, I think you guys are, you know, getting caught up on is uh, quarterback is a hard position to play. You it's, know? Not, uh, it's not. Anybody, not anybody can be all. running back. Anybody can be a tight end. It's That's a so quarterback. Disrespectful. <laughs> That's disrespectful as hell. <laughs> but go ahead. I'm going to let you finish. you disrespectful as hell today, buddy. Hey, you know what they say. They say follow the money. The money tells me that quarterback's <laughs> the hardest position to play in football. And so, therefore, when you find somebody that is serviceable, people are going to say that's a starting quarterback because quarterback, you know, Flacco, say what you want. He he helped his team get to a Super Bowl. He wasn't necessarily the all-star. Um, talk about betting on yourself. He was Trent Dilfer. He was Trent Dilfer the Super Bowl year. He okay. was Trent Dilfer his entire career. If the goal is That's to Joe get a Flacco Super Bowl, Trent Dilfer. If, if the goal is to get a Super Bowl, teams can look at you and say now, like, hey, you've been on a Super Bowl winning team regardless Nick of Foles. If, Nick Foles got paid right, for winning the Super Bowl. Right, yeah. right. Regardless on if you were the reason why you won, our team can now take hope that we can too win a Super Bowl because you've done it before. You've been not bad enough that you are able to win a Super Bowl. So that's why we think you can start and be a starter. I'm glad glad that you said that too. So when we look back at some of those old teams that ran the football first and threw the football second, like when Jonathan and I, we were on the the team together and we were smashing dash and we were rolling. uh, You were double trouble. Jake, I mean, well, it started out smashing that, then we turned it into double trouble. But I'm, I'm, I just was going back to the yeah. original. Yeah, like we were run first, pass second. You know, even if you look at, you know, some of the, uh, the Rams, the, the everybody think that the Rams was a pass first team, but they really set smoke up a lot coming out of the backfield. Uh, and him catching the ball, he revolutionized the game or changed it from that four yards in a cloud of dust to, hey, let's make him a receiver out of the backfield and being the greatest show on turf. But it's kind of one of those things, man, that 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 just evolved. Adrian Peterson, for instance. Adrian Peterson and that Vikings-led team was a run-first team. How much did that quarterback get paid? He still probably got paid more than Adrian Peterson, but they ran the ball so much. So you tell me, like, how are you valuing quarterbacks? Like, it's, it's, it's insane to me that you would pay a quarterback playing with the Vikings. What was the quarterback name? I can't even think of it. That, was, it you, was that the Brad Culpepper? Culpepper? Brad, uh, Brad Johnson or Dante Culpepper years? No, no Dante that, was with Randy Moss. Yeah, he was, he was Randy Moss. Uh, I don't know. He, he was Brad another Johnson, guy that maybe? played I for the, I can see his face. I can't see his name right now. But how much are you paying this guy to hand the ball off to Adrian Peterson? Because you know he's not winning you no games. Throwing it. All that came through Adrian Peterson, and I'm just picking out that particular year. The year he rushed for 2,000 yards, how much did that quarterback make versus how much Adrian Peterson made? And it'll tell you all you need to know. And that wasn't even the quarterback era. That's that's not when the quarterbacks was getting paid, like, you know, $150 million and, you know, Mahomes setting records and people having insane guarantees. You see what I'm saying? That's – you look at that year and you tell me what that va- what the value was, and then we can talk. 
So are we talking about uh, Case Keenum? Case Keenan is who I'm talking about. How much did they pay him? What nah, was it? Case Keenan? Well, it's Case Keenan. Had 13 quarterbacks in his career. I'm about to say that the list is long. Damn. Like Bradford, Terry, Teddy Bridgewater, Brett Favre. So Tavares, Tavares Jackson, Kelly Holcomb, Brooks Bollinger, Gus Farratt, Brett Favre, Joe Webb, Donovan McNabb, Christian Ponder, Matt Castle, Josh Freeman, Teddy Bridgewater, Sean Hill, and Sam Bradford. Oh, so he was right before Casey. Yeah, that sounds. <laughs> but, but, but you but you can use a prime example. It's like that thing sounds like a prostitute, yeah. right? Well, you <laughs> say like you could use like you said you mentioned Nick Foles. You could say Nick Foles. Nick Foles got paid because of a Super Bowl win, yes. and he's done nothing. He's not even started him. He's back to back up again. But he got paid off of that one game, right. and, it, and it hadn't worked right. Like so, that's what I'm saying. Like. You have, like he said, quarterbacks have to continue to improve. Bro, you what, can't plateau. Bro, and wait, has anybody made more money off of what they did or Sam Bradford? Did? I'm about to say the Sam Bradford, <laughs> the Sam Bradford, and Teddy Two Gloves is like right behind him. I feel like, but the, but the thing I, is, I, Teddy, I don't know. I, Teddy I don't know. Carson Wentz injury. is high up there too. Carson yeah. Wentz is very high. Yeah. He, he'd be my number yeah. one because he had won anything. He's always been the savior. He's got like three contracts. Uh, isn't how somebody exp- how how if we look at just pure numbers and you break it down and you look at these quarterbacks and 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 I, I I really want people to understand that I'm not gauging and judging this guy off of my ability. I'm judging and gauging this guy off the ability of his peers and the guys that he's playing with and against. And when you look at the guys that he's playing with and against and not me. He is absolute trash, bro. So I think a lot I don't understand of it is, how he gets these quarterbacks. I think a lot of it's because I mean, he's still considered young, and they think he can continue to improve. I think that's he's part of it already, though. No, that's I, what I, don't I know. Yeah, it's it will be in, and, and it's crazy because like Indianapolis had him, and they got rid of him for the old Matt Ryan, and I think they're going to be better than uh, the Red the Commanders. Sorry, I forgot to change their name. Uh, the commanders. That. So you I definitely think that the Colts are going to be a lot better and the Colts don't have the receivers the commanders have. Man, I, who, who's going to be a dark horse team this year, Gary? I what already told you the Chargers. That, I think the Chargers, even though they, they're going to be good. I well, think they're going to be I don't know if that counts as a dark horse. Though. I think what? they're going to be in the Super Bowl. What? I think Chargers in the Super Bowl in the AFC. Uh, hey, you know, speaking of, you know, because we've been talking about quarterback playing it and talking about Carson Wentz, it just brings up, I've been listening to a lot of fantasy football podcasts and like people always trash Carson Wentz. But let me tell you somebody else that has made a living off of uh, some fantasy football talk. And that's D'Angelo Williams and Jonathan Stewart. The amount of times they bring you two up, anytime there's like a running back by committee backfield, Y'all's names always come up on so many different podcasts. It's hilarious to me. Well, it's because they were the first running backs to ever rush for a thousand yards. Right. I know. I know. I mean, both, both, everybody that had us on their teams won. Nobody ever lost. So they was trying to get us. That's why I always go back to the smash and dash days and not the double trouble days because the smash and dash days, we, we were doing it, but had no idea we were doing it. We knew we were doing it as double trouble. Yeah, <laughs> right. You know, well, that's I mean? when the dance came alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was some fun times, man. But what's even crazier is is like when you look back and you see like where we were then versus where we are now with the running backs that are coming through and stuff like that. 
I, I, the best backfield, and I told y'all, in all of football is the Browns. You know what I'm saying? With Chubbs and uh, Hunt, Hunt back there. And Hunt asked for a trade. Yeah. And because he felt disrespected that he didn't get a contract or he didn't get a contract offer. I, what's going on over there, Gary? I, I mean, I know we got to end this, but I, I need to know what's going on in Cleveland because you was there. You know the front office. Yeah. You know how they operate. You know what's going on. Why, why wasn't Hunt? Offered a contract or not? I, you you can't answer that because you're not in the front office. Yeah. I'm saying with all the stuff going on with Baker Mayfield, you think that was one of those things that they was more focused on versus focus on Hunter. He need to understand that, or is it one of these things that like business is business? You knew I was coming up. Take care of me. Oh, I, I think the Browns themselves. They're probably well. Chubb's our guy. We're not going to give you like money like Chubb and he may get that somewhere else because he was already on the pace to get that with uh, Kansas City before the issues happened when he got in trouble. And the Browns gave him a chance. And I think the Browns were like, hey, we gave you a chance. Nobody else was. Um, you should take a little discount. That's probably their, their thinking. And he's like, I've shown when Chubb's hurt, which is he's been hurt a few times, I've been able to step in and do the same exact thing he's doing. So I feel like I should be compensated. So they're probably just at an impasse, and I I see Hunt, if he doesn't get traded this year, I think he walks after this season, and he's going to another no, team, and no. I don't think if he's I'm not going to take less. I don't trade him. I don't trade him. I mean, depends on so, what you can get. They, they don't have. They trade everything up the way. But Chubbs can do everything. I I, right. I, I agree I that Chubbs can do everything, and, and this is what I would. And I'm not saying by by looks. I'm going by running style. I would compare myself to Hunt. And I would say Chubbs would be Jonathan Stewart. In terms of coming out of the backfield, Chubbs can do it. But Hunt, he can do it, do it. Like, he can make some things happen in the in space that other running backs can't do. Uh, but at the same time, give you a little bit of Chubbs. Chubbs can't give you a little bit of Hunt. Hunt can give you a little bit of Chubbs. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So why would I you want to lose that similar. or trade that? I think they're very similar. I think Hunt could be a starter on another team, given the opportunity. Here, do you know how much they finna run the fucking football, bro? Well, they're gonna have to. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Why would you? Why would you let Hunt go and trade him when you're gonna need him this year? I don't think they will. I'm saying no. I think they could. I don't think they will. I think if they if they did, it'd be more around the deadline because I think they know they're gonna need him because they're gonna run so much. I think both those backs are gonna get, may get so hurt do you, at some point. I mean, I as a team, do you come right? out and release a statement saying, "Hey, man, Hunt, you need to chill out, bro. I don't yeah. know what you're doing. You they, gonna get they this said right?" They were gonna trade him, and then he set out of drills, and then now he was back in drills. So supposedly they talked to him, <laughs> uh, and I guess all's good right now. Oh, so you're telling me right now the one that has the most leverage right now is Hunt? Like, oh man, you know what? I ain't gonna play all year. No, he just said he wasn't going to do the drills. So not a new contract. <laughs> and I guess they talked to him and he decided to get back in drills. So. Money talks, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So Go speaking, ahead, John. Speaking of people running uh, and in Cleveland, we all know why that is because of Deshaun. I want to hear y'all's uh, take on the six games you thought you got. Do you think that was uh, fair, not fair? And do you think that Roger Goodell is going to bring the hammer down now that the NFL is appealing it? I, I'm going to be honest. I would have took the six games. I wouldn't have asked for an appeal. I wouldn't have did anything. I just want this to go away now. I just want no. this to go away. 
Let me say. Come as the NFL. No, Deshaun and them. No, he's in the NFL. But yeah, I know, I know that. But that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm, I'm speaking from Deshaun. Like I'm going to the NFL because before the NFL do anything, they're gonna reach out to whoever it is that's been and say what you want to do. You want to fight this thing, or do you want to? You see what I'm saying? Oh no, Deshaun's not appealing it. The NFL's appealing you, it. You're not understanding. They, they, they didn't, they didn't appeal it on it. They ain't just not talk to Deshaun and let yeah, them know. Yeah, no, no, they're going. They're trying to get longer. Oh, and the okay. NFL is appealing it and saying that they don't think this is a just sentence. Oh, so wow, I, I think the wrong way. Well, like I said, I thought it was going to be eight games, so I think six was going to be. Uh, lighter than what I thought it was going to be, but I think that uh, the NFL saw the reaction to it, to yeah. the negative reaction and feedback they got to a six game, and it forced their hand to appeal it to try and get longer. I think he's going to probably get a, a year. I think he's going to get suspended all this year, which will push back his pay of a million dollars, whatever, this season to next year. So he actually doesn't lose any money. Uh, that's the way the Browns set it up. So he gets all his money, which blows my mind. Um, but I think that's the thing. I think it all came down to the reaction that the public had to the NFL on this thing. And that's why they appealed. I think if the public would have been fine with it, I think they would have let it go. But because they weren't, you know how they are. They're very reactive. They're not proactive. They're very reactive in the aspect that they're just going to try and fix whatever was happening and try and fix the public image. And I don't think it's going to be fixed. Well, they do a year. People are off oh, good. He deserved a year. But he's still getting all that money with all these accusations. With, so, and it's still in process. Now, again, we don't know anything because it hasn't. nothing's been released. And he's settled with it. So you're always going to have that stigma that, oh, yeah, you did it because you settled. But that's not always. That's not how it always is. Settling sometimes is just to get rid of the headache yeah. of everything. And and that's the thing. The Texans settle with 30 people. So it's just it's just a whole bundle of stuff. And it, it's just a crappy situation for everyone involved. Nobody should have to deal with it. Obviously, the, if, the, if this happened to the women, then it he should definitely be fully charged. But I also feel like we got to – it's they're innocent until proven guilty. And I don't know if we're ever going to find that out because I don't think it's ever going to go to trial. My, my problem with this whole thing is, is that – I, I don't understand the NFL's angle because the NFL is not one of those that like to 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 get negative attention. They always want to spin things in a positive light. So the fact that the NFL didn't just let this go away because after the sentence came down, it could have been a sixth game. So with them appealing, wanting more, you tell me how this helps the NFL in terms of growing the game, uh, in terms of, this young quarterback that obviously has a large fan base and it doesn't affect his money. So I'm, that's what I, I don't understand. So you're telling me you're trying to tank the Texans team, by, I mean the Browns team, by not allowing him to start as a quarterback, which is in turn hurts your business. You see what I'm saying, Gary? Mm-hmm. Like from a business standpoint, I don't understand how the NFL, what, what, what do they gain by – I mean, is this like, hey, I'm trying to show the public that, you know, we are about uh, uh, standing behind, you know, the victims that have, have I, I don't I don't know what the angle is. So the angle to- is just to look a certain way. They don't see the thing is people don't understand. NFL actually don't care about any of these things. No, it's they don't. That's why I'm trying to lose money. Out. And they're trying to make sure they don't lose money. So if they appeal and they get a year where well, they feel like they well, they just help fix 
that sixth game and people are still going to love them and give them all that money. And they left at six, like, oh, people may not give us your money, so we're going to try and stand behind it. That's the thing. People don't truly understand. The NFL does not care about any of the situations, any of the stuff that's going on. All they care about is that bottom dollar, and they get that money coming in, and they don't want any negative impact to it. Absolutely. Because that's a business. What, what trips me out, though, is this is like the first, from what I understand, this is the first um, sentencing that comes from that, you know, uh, arbitrator system that got set up um, in the new CBA. And it would be just pretty hilarious that the very first time that they use this system, it just gets thrown out the window. Well, and that's on the NF, that's on the PA. You should not have an ability for the NFL to appeal and go to who they want because they could appeal this and give it right back to Roger Goodell. So yeah. technically, there is no independent arbitrator Arbitrary. because yeah. if the NFL appeals it, now it goes back in their hands. Yeah. So you you had to set it up a way where even if they appeal it, it goes to a different independent, and then you have to max the amount of appeals. But the thing is, NFL the PA didn't do that. They basically said, okay, we look like we did it by doing an appeal, but all the all I mean by doing an independent arbitrator, but all that NFL has to do is appeal it, and it goes right back in their hands, yeah. and there's nothing anybody else can do about it, which is just dumb. Right. right. It's it's not the way to do about it. But again, they don't get into all of that. It's the same thing, and this is more for because we're retired, but nobody they weren't fighting for health care for retired players for their whole life. It's only for a limited amount of time. Instead, we got the ability to smoke marijuana in the league while playing. Like, there's different things that were fought for versus other things that could have been fought for. But people, again, as a player, you're not worried about when you're retired. When you're retired, you worry about when you're retired. And that's the train of thought players have to start to understand and think about because you will eventually be retired and you're going to want these things and you didn't fight for them when you were playing. So it is a it's, it's an unfortunate thing. Like we had one dispute when I, when we were playing and I had no say in anything. You, you all you can do is vote. And if you get outvoted, it doesn't matter. Your player rep makes all that. Yeah. Well, that's why you got to choose your player reps wisely. Choose your politicians wisely. Choose yeah. your friends wisely. You know, all that type of stuff. So. And you also have to choose <laughs> your podcast wise. That's so right. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> we appreciate you guys tuning in. I know you miss a long time this week, but, you know, there'll be another time we can bring that, <laughs> bring that back. Well, we'll be back next week. If you you hadn't seen, I know uh, we got some content on the YouTube page uh, a few weeks ago. If you hadn't seen it, go check it out and uh, come back next Monday. You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You are now listening to 